0: Welcome to Marketing Tips for Translators, a podcast with marketing and business tips and strategy, specifically for freelance translators and interpreters. I'm your host, Tess Witte, a longtime freelance translator with an education and a professional background in marketing. Tune in to hear tips from my own experience or from other translators and industry experts. This episode is brought to you by CrossCheck, one of the first mandatory QA processes in the translation industry since 2005. Now you can prove how good of a translator you are and document it to your clients with a personalized seal. So CrossCheck points out all those embarrassing mistakes even professionals sometimes make like double words, mistyped or forgotten numbers, omitted glossary terms, you get it. If you translate with Trados, use the cross-check Trados Studio plugin, available for free in the Trados App Store, to your QA translation work in real time. For those of you not translating using Trados, when you are done with the project, you can upload the bilingual files at runcrosscheck.com and check for errors in an instant. To prove a project went through a rigid q and process, CrossCheck generates the CrossCheck seal, which is a link unique for each project, and you can deliver it to your clients where they can confirm your effort. Go to runcrosscheck.com for more information. That's R-U-N c-r-o-s-s-c-h-e-c-k.com. Simply register your email and try it out for free today. Hello and welcome to Marketing Tips for Translators. I'm your host Tess Witty, and this is the second episode of this year's Ask Me Anything series. I do these every once in a while, and I love your questions, so thank you to all of you who have submitted your questions. Today will be about pricing. This question, or the questions, there are several questions, come from Rebecca. She asks, how do you work with customers on different budgets? Two, are your translation, revision, proofreading, pricing packages prepared in advance, Three, do you have set prices that are applied on a per word basis or hourly or project basis or does it all depend on the scope of the project? And four, does your pricing vary according to the client? These are all very good questions and I will attempt to answer them in this episode. But first, I would like to thank one of the podcast listeners who left a great review. This one goes to Quill Smith from the UK, who says that the podcast episodes are full of helpful tips and ideas to start or revamp your marketing strategy. So thank you. Now, I won't go into detail on how to set prices here, but these should be based, of course, on your costs, but also on how much time different projects take. Some jobs are faster and generate more income, and others are slower and generate less income. We have also learned that we, in theory, can charge different prices for different jobs and still get the same per hour income. This goes hand in hand with developing price zones. These help us determine whether we should take on a job or not, or perhaps try to negotiate the rate a bit. I have talked a lot before um, on how to set your rates, and there are several good resources on it on the website, marketingtipsfortranslators.com. So that is not what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to answer the questions. And there are also many other resources. Now, about price zones. Corinne McKay wrote in a blog post about about green, yellow, and red price categories. And her description worked very well for my price zones when I consider a new project. The price zones can be compared to traffic lights. Ideally, we should always work in the green zone, the green light. Green rates are your target rates. And as long as the job is not too difficult or take a lot of time, these are the rates you should strive for. If a client offers a rate that is in the green zone, you should try to not not turn the job down, try to take it as long as it is within your expertise. And these are the rates that you should market. The yellow zone is where the rate offered is your minimum rate that you have to earn. Uh, It's not an ideal rate, but it's worth taking a look at it. And when I say have to earn is when you've calculated your costs and what you need to earn to um, meet your target income that you've calculated. I will also uh, provide links in the show notes to how to calculate your rates. Uh, Then you can take a look at this if it's the minimum. So perhaps the job in the yellow zone is really easy or fast and you can earn good money anyway. Or perhaps it has been a a little bit slow on the work front and you need to take on this job to earn some money that week or month. It can also be a really interesting and fun project where you can learn something or develop a new expertise or skill. So these are the yellow zones, your minimum rates. Then we have the red zone. If the price is in the red zone, you should turn it down because it pays too little and you would spend a lot of time doing something for too little and it's better to put that time into marketing instead. We have to have a red zone in order to have a viable business and make ends meet. What if you said yes to a project in the red zone only to be so booked that you didn't have time to take on a better paying project or time to market to the clients that pay better? In the long run, you are better off turning these projects down. So Rebecca, this is how the pricing can vary according to the client's and how I work with customers on different budgets. So I look at my price zones, I also teach this in my courses, and see where they're at and then see whether I want the project or not and what price zone it's in. Now to the popular question about the per-word, hourly or per-project pricing. I want to discuss the different price options and how to use them. Do we charge per word, per hour, per project, or should we have project packages? So charging by the word still seems to be the norm in our industry, at least in the agency market. On the plus side of this is if you charge by the source word count, everyone knows in advance exactly how much the translation is going to cost, Before the project starts. On the negative side, per word billing makes translation seem like a commodity. We are not selling a solution. We're not selling our skills and expertise. We're just selling a package of words. Per word billing also discourages translators from doing thorough and time consuming research because we're on the clock and we're not earning money for doing the research. Then we can move over to charging by the hour. It's simple and it's easy to negotiate. Rush rates can be established for time-sensitive jobs and an hourly rate can also be adjusted to changes in the job scope. Hourly rates seem to be gaining popularity. Now, to calculate your hourly rate, you should measure how long things take for you different types of projects etc and what you need to earn per hour of course okay so back to hourly rates they seem to be more and more popular and it's easy for us to know how much we will make per hour if we charge per hour Translators have historically charged by the hour for tasks like proofreading and editing, but now there's a lot of talk about charging by the hour for translation too. Unfortunately, it hasn't gained that much ground yet. But if, for example, if you do transcreation, you should charge per hour or per project. Billing by the hour favors translators who work slowly because they're very thorough and allows time for reading background material or doing in-depth research. But usually the clients don't want to say uh, just pay by the hour. They want a fixed price for the project, so you would have to calculate that anyway. So what are the downsides of per-hour pricing? Like I said, clients usually don't want to just commit to a per hour without knowing the ceiling. An interesting fact is that most translation agencies seem to be resistant to paying an hourly rate that corresponds to what we make when we bill by, by the word. For example, a translator earning 15 cents per word and producing 500 finished words per hour is effectively earning $75 per hour which is well beyond the hourly rate that most translators report earning from agencies. And unless we have a very good handle on our translation speed for every document, or unless your client will agree to start the project without a binding quote, it can be very hard to know exactly how to estimate a job with a per hour rate. Another popular option among freelance professionals in general, not just translators, is to use project fees. These can be tailored to the job's scope and to the client. It makes it possible to predict our income more easily. And this method has the advantage of allowing us to tweak the per word or per hour rate without discussing the details with the clients. So what I mean is a per project rate is usually based on how long it would take you and you know how much you need to earn per hour or on the amount of words so you know how much you can produce per hour usually. And then you add on time for research and anything else that you want to add on. It gives the client one number to focus on and they don't have to worry about words or hours. The negative part with project prices is that it, it's very difficult to calculate them. If your client tries to add on any extras to the project, you may have to renegotiate, which can get tricky. And the obvious disadvantage is that we get locked into the fixed bid. There's no wiggle room if the project takes twice as long as expected for some reason. I personally give a per project price when I bid to direct clients. And I still base it sort of on a direct client per word rate. And I calculate how long it would take. Like I said, I look at the file, I look at the reference material, and I estimate how long it will take, including the proofreading by another translator, including the research. And all this adds up into a project price. If I need to negotiate the price, I can remove, for example, proofreading by a second professional, but that is not encouraged if it's published material, of course. Uh, I can remove any formatting or other little extras, which brings us to the pricing packages and your question about pricing packages. So pricing packages, for example, for $350, you will get proofreading light editing, Or for for X number of pages and for 500 you will get a thorough editing for X number of pages including formatting for example. The pricing packages can be posted publicly if you want. This makes it difficult for clients to bargain us down. It can also be efficient for a client you know well. This lets the client select from a menu, which can allow them to feel more in control of the pricing. The negative sides is that there's no flexibility for challenging projects or clients. Direct clients are used to paying in a variety of ways, but they are usually not used to a per-word rate. Oh, this is not the project and the pricing packages. So also, if you post the pricing packages, you are locked into these rates with, with no wiggle room. So now the pros and cons in general. Direct clients are used to paying in many ways, but not a per word rate. So this can be confusing to them. You can do them a favor by charging by the project or per hour or even per day. The further you get away from the per-word pricing, the better it is. Hourly or per-word pricing forces the buyer to compare the rate to similar service charges or even their own hourly rate. So... As for me, with agencies, I use whatever method they use, except for when it comes to transcreation and proofreading. Then I always charge by the hour, especially if I don't know the proofreader. So I don't do much proofreading anymore unless I know the proofreader. Instead, I offer a package to agencies, including proofreading, because I have that contact. Information on how I price transcreation projects will come in another Ask Me Anything episode later on. For direct clients, I almost always use a pro- project price, even if I base it on, like I said, per word rate or per hour rate. I also take into the account the time for research, review and editing, like I said. Lastly, to your question about your translation revision proofing. Packages prepared in advance. This is a personal choice. I don't have a rates sheet that I send or that I have posted anywhere. I do have a table for myself with different pricing options uh, and per word and per hour, uh, both for agencies and for direct clients, because that's what I use when I calculate a project price, then or what I want to charge. I don't post it because I think it depends on the difficulty of the project, the time it will take, etc., and the client. You can do a lot with negotiation with with clients too. So, I don't post my rates, but I do prepare them in advance uh, sort of guidelines for myself. So, I hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for your question again. Rebecca I hope I was able to answer most of them, if not reach out. And also thank you to all the listeners for tuning in. I hope you found a lot of valuable insights here. I would love to hear from you. Do you have any other questions or pricing or do you have any tips on pricing? You can comment in the show notes or email us uh, or email me And the show notes will be found at marketingtipsfortranslators.com. So you should be able to find it by that number. If you like this episode, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app. You can subscribe to my newsletter to always get all the information about the show notes and everything uh, at marketingtipsfortranslators.com. You can also uh, give back by leaving me a review uh, I have a video on how to do that below every show note. And you can, of course, share the episode with anyone else that might benefit from it. So thanks again and see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Marketing Tips for Translators. I hope you found some good tips to apply to your freelance career. If you did, a great way to show this is by leaving a review on your favorite podcast listening app to share the episode with other colleagues. Do you have a topic, question or guest you would like to hear about here? Send me an email to podcast at marketingtipsfortranslators.com.